Welcome to So You Can Heal. I'm Abby Parker, a licensed mental health counselor and therapist at Still Point Consultants. And I'm Josh. I'm a licensed social worker and a therapist at Still Point Consultants as well. Josh, today we get to talk about our, our inner child. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, uh, that. <laughs> and before we even got on here, we were starting to have fun. Right. And talk yeah. about singing. Yeah. I think singing is a great way to engage your inner child. I mean, for some, <laughs> it's a really fun activity. You don't have to be good at it. No, but <laughs> still, I think there's a lot of judgment that comes in it sometimes. Yeah, there's a lot of self-judgment that comes in. Yeah. Our inner child part is something we can't set aside. It's part of who we are. Because all of us, at one point in time, were children. Yeah, I find that... Often, I feel like a kid. It's all like, I also have moments where I'm like, I'm really 37. Uh-huh. Like, I still feel like I'm a teenager. It's so weird. Like, it makes me question, like, do people in their, like, 70s and 80s feel like I am not this old? Like, I am literally just graduated high school <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I think if you're in touch with your inner child or different parts of you, you can absolutely feel that way. Sure. Like a month ago or so, Brett had to buy a new car. And one of the things that we were talking about at the dealership, he's like, I feel like my mom should be here. (laughs) Like, they're letting me do this. I don't think it's right. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's fun when you get to experience things over and over again or experience them for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Recently, I got to go on a Christmas train ride with my nieces, and it was really exciting to see them light up and be joyful and excited and to see things like normal things on the train that all of us would take for granted, and they were just like enamored with it. Yeah, I've never been on a train, so I'd probably be like, (gasps) (laughs) yeah, I remember, shoot, when was it? It was probably four or five years ago. Before I was with Brett, I got on a plane for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. it was the wildest thing. Like, like take off, like, because you go so fast. It's like, <gasps> oh, my God. It was so fun. And now I'm just like, ooh, I want to do it again. Uh-huh. But on the way home, like, it didn't feel the same. So that was kind of sad. Because <laughs> it had already come and gone. But, yeah. Maybe if I let enough time pass, it'll feel that way again. Mm -hmm. So what do you, I mean, I know we've been talking about it, but like, what do we mean by like inner child? Or what does it mean to you? The inner child to me is pure joy. It's that discovery, the excitement, the creativity, just that expression of aliveness. And the opposite of that for me is the responsibility (laughs) that all of us carry or get weighed down by it as we become adults. And so it's that position of now I'm an adult and I'm not supposed to be a child anymore, yet I still have childlike wishes and wants and desires. And by engaging that part of me, I get to become even more whole. 
Right. How about you? I mean, I see it very similarly. It's the playfulness. It's the, I don't know, I kind of see it as spontaneity. It's the go out and explore. Let's make believe. Let's imagine. Let's live in this fantasy for a minute and then recognize that it's a fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think as adults, we use a lot of the same things that we did as kids, the fantasy, the imagination, but we get stuck in them, which can be a little troubling at times. But I think if it's used in the right doses, that it can be really helpful. And we found this really great quote from Messina that says, you might see the inner child as a direct representation of yourself in the early years, a patchwork collection of the developmental stages you've passed through or a symbol of youthful dreams and playfulness. And I think that's so true. Like often when I notice that I let my inner child out, it's, I mean, obviously a lot of the things that I did as a kid. Like, so recently I, for my birthday, I got an iPad and I've downloaded Procreate, which is like an art illustrator, graphic design thing. And like, I have done nothing since my birth, since getting it essentially, than play on that thing. Like, it is so much fun. Like, I lose so much time doing it, which is not <laughs> good. But, but yeah, it's like all of the things that I found interesting and fun as a kid, like, I do. I mean, that's kind of how I take it. What kind of things did you enjoy doing as a kid? We did a lot of playing outside. And so building forts, swinging, playing games, played on our granny and pops' porch, played flashlight tag with the neighbors. Mm. So a lot of playing outside and singing, which is one of the things we talked about earlier. Yeah. I mean, when I was really little, um, my, the first house I remember, we lived, like, our my backyard and my grandmother's backyard were kind of like catty corners, so we'd always jump the fence if we'd seen my cousins over there. Um, and we'd play ninjas or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> so, like, lots of make-believe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Leo's, go ahead. And, I mean, the tags, the things like that, so that was a lot of fun. But, Leo, go ahead. Kevin and I get to relive our chase and tag childhoods because mm-hmm. Leo wants to play it every day. We play it inside. We play it outside. We play different versions of it. And now there's make-believe involved in it. And so we have to use our imaginations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it's wild. That's so fun. The thing I miss about being a kid, though, is all of the energy because Jesus, mm-hmm. like, it's gone. <laughs> but I was curious, like, how having a kid impacts, like, that inner child. I mean, I would assume, like you said, like, you have to engage with it a little bit more. It's hard, honestly, because you have to work through all of those other layers sure. that have been put on it or pushed it away or created an exiling of the inner child in order to get to that playfulness. 
And yeah. so even the concept of sitting down and just calmly or quietly building blocks, you are challenged as a parent to calm your brain or yeah. to get out the paints and just allow yourself to paint freely mm-hmm. instead of like staying in the lines. <laughs> right. And I'm talking from my own perspective. I think it's some, it's easier for some and then some have a really difficult time with it. Yeah. But it does call that forward. I mean, as you're saying that, like the thing that pops in my mind, like as a kid, like you're not preoccupied with all of this stuff. Like you're just literally in the moment. Like mm-hmm. you are whatever your imagination says you are. And there's no what's for dinner. Where do I need to be? Like, oh my God, we've got 15 minutes and we've got to get out the door. So like, it's none of that. It's just like, huh, I'm in this world and are you lucky enough to be in here with me? <laughs> or I want you in here with me. Sure. Come play with me. All right. And there, yeah, there's no expectations for them. Yeah. As an adult to work through the expectations sounds really scary because like in within that, there's a level of giving up control mm-hmm. that I could see being really scary. Absolutely. It's very scary to give up control or to imagine myself without certain responsibilities that have given me ownership of who I am. Like what? Well, if I'm really good at something and you take me away from that task and then I have to figure out how to put together a marble run accurately in order for the marbles to go down the track, like this is a daunting task. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't matter if the marbles go down properly. Right. I mean, so there has to be a willingness not to be perfect. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Because I will say that, like, with, like, even drawing for me, it has to be, like, a very specific way. And I sometimes lose sight of just enjoying it. Mm-hmm. because it's not how I think in my head it should look. And that's interesting. How Like, not how it looks in my head. It's that expectation, right? Yeah. I feel like there for a long time in my life, I had abandoned my inner child because there was so much pain attached to my childhood that I didn't know what it meant to engage with it without the pain mm-hmm. yeah and that makes sense like if there were if there was that much pain in the childhood that there would want that there would be a desire to abandon it and I'm, I'm like a part of me is really curious like is that often why people kind of push that away and become overly responsible because it like it does give them a level of control I mean, I'm sure it's not the same way for everyone, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, I could absolutely imagine that that adaptation of leaving the child in order to not experience that pain again would could be part of that journey. Sure. And then there was a, like, I remember one of our supervisions, you had mentioned, like, I don't remember the topic, but the, mm-hmm. the phrase you used is that I get to learn to parent myself and like that has stuck with me for well since you said it 
and it's like so true that I get to parent that inner child and like, yeah, you're not in the same situation that you were. Things are different. And I get to speak to that part of myself in a way that I needed someone to speak to me then Hmm. and show up for me in the way I needed them to then. And I think that it has helped a lot because I remember there was a period of time in my life where I could tell if I was, I mean, and it's still the same way. Like I can tell if I'm like getting upset or getting depressed because I'm not like bouncing around. I'm not singing in the house. Like, I mean, I'm not like belting or anything, but like I can tell based on how I get in the shower, like where my mind's at. Like, am I singing and dancing <laughs> or, or am I like really somber and quiet? So yeah, it's just an interesting observation that I found for myself. <laughs> so Josh, let me get this. Let me see if I get this right. When you get in the shower, you dance and sing. And so if you're not dancing and singing, then that tells you that yeah. you need to be checking in with your inner child. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think what you're saying is really significant for our listeners to hear and for us to remember for ourselves in that reparenting of the inner child, we get the opportunity to parent ourselves the way we needed to be parented instead of possibly the way that we were. Or we're taking on the things that our parents did do that were helpful to us and recreating those for ourselves. Yeah. Random thought, like the idea of Like, I love the Golden Girls. Like, I have the entire box set, and I've watched it, like, a hundred times. And Blanche um, is upset in one of the episodes, and she notices that she's singing in the shower. And she's like, oh, I'm back to me. Like, (laughs) so. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. We should find that clip and, and put it online for everyone. Yeah. I think that learning to connect and engage with our inner child is really important. And I think that it gives us a break in the monotony of our lives. I find that it really helps me manage stress better. And I think like we've named quite a few, like pretending, creating something, making a mess, which would destroy me, (laughs) but making a mess. (laughs) Um, being silly, like doing something that's exploratory, going on an adventure, doing some discovery stuff, being, using your imagination. I think one of the big things that we mentioned is not having expectations and being in the moment and allowing our desire and passion to kind of create action. So, yeah, I think those are really important concepts in inner child work I mean and this is like allowing your inner child to come out like there's a lot deeper things like with healing the inner child and things like that but I mean especially with everything we've been talking about up to now like some of this stuff is really heavy I think allowing your inner child to kind of come out in the midst of all of the heavy is a really good way to kind of help balance the energies, the intensity with the play, and yeah, and you never know, like, 
I find that sometimes when I'm allowing myself to play is when I get some of the most interesting ideas and things to plan for. And yeah, even if I'm not ready to do them right now, like they go in my journal of, ooh, let's do this type of thing. Because I mean, you're in like unadulterated creative flow and yeah, things are going to pop up and come to you. Yeah, I think that flow is really significant for that inner child. Right. Because you are re-engaging that desire and that passion that has always been with you. And sometimes we lose sight of it. And I think that's a fascinating concept. Like, this isn't something that you have to, like, go out and buy. It's not something that you find outside of yourself. You can engage it outside of yourself, but it is something that is innately part of all of us. And the journey to discover that part can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it can be heavy at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I just think of the process of embodiment that we've talked about so far. I mean, some of the pieces are kind of heavy. Mm-hmm. Looking at our blueprints and our core beauty pieces and then like being honest enough to look at the dissociation that kind of falls in that and like thinking about it and unpacking it like boo like (laughs) i mean so yeah having some play in the middle of that because i think that 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 is a big part that i feel like i've missed in some of the therapeutic stuff that i've done Hmm. is that it doesn't have to be heavy all the time yeah i've started to learn that with like some of my couples, like if they've had a good couple of weeks and sometimes it's hard for them to come up with topics when things are good. Okay, well then let's not dig up wounds if we're in a good space for the moment. Like let's do appreciations. Let's do caring behaviors. Let's practice one minute hugs or flooding or whatever. Um, yeah, sharing dreams and desires. Yeah. Like, let's envision our relationship from this space. Because, like, this is what you've been asking for. Yeah, let's build on it. Yeah, it impacts all of us to what lens we're looking through. And I think things that can stop us, I mean, just kind of recapping again. The belief that desire or passion creates chaos. Like, that is a huge thing, especially from early trauma. Um, developmental trauma I see that a lot passion being chaos and lack of control because it's just giving in to whatever because early in life people giving in to whatever meant that they got hurt a lot Mm. playfulness being messy and immature no goal or orientation to purpose so like there's like what's the point of it yeah that one's a big one for me Mm. not having to find purpose in everything yeah Playing with a cardboard box can really teach you that. I mean, you can do anything with it. Color it, build with it, destroy it. It served a purpose at one point in time, but now it has no purpose at all. Until except you, to be played with. Right. So like some of the ideas that are some of the practical options that we kind of came up with is like creating your own imagination station or creating a treasure box of things that you enjoy doing. I know my partner has 
like a treasure box from when he was a kid. So he has like various things that he's carried with him throughout the years, whether it's a book or a action figure or a teddy bear or whatever. I mean, some of us aren't lucky enough to have that stuff from childhood. Um, but you can create one now. Like, what are things that you enjoy that help you get into the flow and help you kind of disconnect from adult life and allow you to get in and just have fun? Is that color pencils? Is it crayons? Is it a Star Wars action figure or... I don't know anything. Well, and Josh, that's a really interesting concept. And I'm glad you mentioned that because like our inner child can develop. Like I named the things that I used to enjoy as a kid. And I think I would choose different things for my inner child now. I mean, and as a kid, they did, we changed all the time too. Like mm-hmm. at one point we really liked one type of show. And then as we got older, it kind of morphed. So, yeah. So Josh, What's one thing your inner child gets to do today? I get to draw. You get to draw. Yeah. What about you? I am going to repot some of my plants. I'm going to play in the dirt. New fun. That reminds me, I really want to buy clay and mold mm. and like sculpt again. But it is so messy. It's okay to be messy. Yeah, well, tell Brett that. <laughs> <laughs> Ask his inner child to play with you. Right. But yeah. Well, Abby, as always, this has been a blast. Thank you. Lots of fun. Yeah. And as always, feel free to check out our website at www.stillpointhealing.com. You can check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Still Point Healing. And you can always email us here at the podcast with any questions at so you can heal at stillpointhealing.com. And a invitation to all those listening, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast because the more rates and reviews and subscriptions we have the more present we can be for others and if you already have many blessings and thanks and until next time bye bye